All right, and I still uh, have not gotten around to uh, getting us some proper uh, intro music, especially when you're talking about two stars of our magnitude. That's right. We are the Pete and Faz Show. I'm Maddie Faz, and joined as always by my uh, my beautiful broadcast partner, Pete Feldman. Pete, how's it going, man? You know, you you, you can give me all the nicknames and superlatives in the world, but without uh, intro music and without pyro, it, it all just feels a little shallow to me. Yeah, I I, I can't even argue there. It's uh, it's weak. It's weak, uh, especially <laughs> WrestleMania week. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, actually, I, 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 maybe we'll do a recap. I, 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 I just realized because, you know, for anybody who has listened to us before, we, uh, we usually have a little show outline kind of deal that we shoot back and forth, and I, I totally did not put WrestleMania week, but uh, I've, I admittedly have been out of the loop uh, with, with wrestling, so I don't know if I'd be the, the best authority to be uh, <laughs> talking of doing a podcast about it, but maybe we'll, we'll, hit, we'll do a show maybe afterwards about it we'll, but uh Look, yeah. yeah if it's wrestlemania week 1997 i'm all about it uh but i'm i'm a little i'm a little out of out of the loop on all that i mean i yeah. catch it when and but it's i never feel like i really have to watch anymore well you know what it's interesting because and uh, and i was talking about this topic me you and i discussed this topic i think our, our first show back and then uh the show i did the other day which we'll, we'll discuss about with uh, Reckless Airwaves Radio. We were talking about, you know, he, I was being asked about my radio background and stuff and, and and what I think the future of kind of talk and sports radio was. And I equate a little bit of, of wrestling like this too with that, you know, there was a time when Monday Night Raw was appointment television, you, you know, I mean, various points, but especially, you know, late 90s, it was absolutely appointment television, especially like pre-DVR days. You had to tape things, and it was tricky to, to navigate it all. Uh, but now, again, there's so many shows and just so many things going on, plus all the wrestlers are on on social media. So very much like I, like how I've described with talk radio, sports radio or talk radio, where you don't have to wait for like the next thing or the hot take or the, the, the topic it's it's like so watered down. There's there's too much supply. It's oversaturated. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just there's no urgency to have to see it because you it's you can see it 24 hours a day in some form. You know what well, I mean? And that's how I feel about wrestling as as well now. It, it's very watered down. Um, and really, the the difference between uh, pro wrestling and uh, what we do is that you know, Stone Cold and, and Ric Flair and Hogan, the, the, those guys are not walking in the door anytime soon to put on TV, or at least put on regularly. Yeah. But Sports Talk Radio has the Pete and Faz show. That's right. And and all the people you just mentioned are definitely not walking in without entrance music. So as much as I'm talking a little trash about sports radio, the state of it, and wrestling that's a little watered down, I still need. I'm. I'm. I'm very self-critical, and I can admit when I'm when I'm on the wrong side of things. And I. I it's just amateur hour to not have uh, entrance music. So, uh, <laughs> you know, different iterations of podcasts I've I've had over the years and just little miscellaneous project. I usually take that very seriously, and I just I, I apologize. We, we. But on the other hand, you know, we, we kind of. We threw this out there that we were going to start recording again and just, you know, started getting the ball rolling with it. And really, I mean, you know, for just doing a few weeks of it, it's, it's also been a little bit crazy. We, we've got kind of thrown in the, in the buzzsaw here, but in a good way. Like, we've just, it, right? There's been a lot of action going on uh, the, the last, uh, you know, seven to ten days with, our, with all our stuff. Action and, and, and happening quickly, too. Oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't think that after one show on... WGBB, which which was a great experience. I don't I don't like to talk for you, but I, I think I will in this case. Uh, you have uh, power of attorney. You could talk for me. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, until I get married uh, in the fall uh, or whatever, late summer, uh, you, you you could still speak for me. You're good. I will un- until then. <laughs> I'll, I'll be your better half. Yeah, until uh, Jenna takes over, but she might let you keep the role anyways. Like she she'd probably be fine with that. <laughs> I'm very happy to relinquish this fall. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it was a great experience for both of us. And yeah, it was fun. What, what, what is it? A, a day later, you're you're being interviewed. 
I it was, it was like we're, or I think it came together Wednesday, but yeah, the the guys from Reckless Airwaves Radio, which I you know it's like an internet radio kind of station series a set of shows. Right? Is that how you? That's the way to describe it. They have their their own site, and there's a bunch of podcasts and stuff on there, and they they have guests constantly. Um, like you know, like you know, people some people who are known for different things. So, um, you know, not necessarily like all top top a list guests, but you know, <laughs> so I'm not trying to like include you know, like, you know what I mean. I'm not trying to like over exaggerate myself here, but you know, it, it, it looked like a decent operation they have going, and yeah, they invited us on. Uh, so I, I jumped on Wednesday, and you know, figured could get use it as a way to branch out to, to a, you know, different audience for us, especially as we're kind of rebuilding thing. You know, we got a long layoff from last between the times we've done shows. So we're just getting this rolling. And I mean, you know, that's the thing with like, a, and I'm, we've described it before, you know, you and I can like, literally, I, we basically did, are doing that right now. Like we could send each other a set of topics 10 minutes before and do an hour, two hour show in our sleep. Like, you know what I mean? Like you could wake me up and <laughs> we, 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 you and I have, the chemistry and ability to do that, no problem. But, you know, doing all, like, the social media stuff and promoting the show, like, that's the real pain in the ass. Like, that's the tricky part. So it's always good to be able to, you know, get your show out and get anything out to it to a different audience. Because And as we've described as well, like, there's eight gazillion podcasts and shows and stuff. So, it, you know, you're like a needle in a haystack. It's, it's, so it's, you know, I figured it was a good way to, get ourselves out there, um, you know, get, get the word out. And then also now that has led to, you know, like they, they also, they want to interview you as well. And which is good. So now we'll get like a, you know, two bites at the apple to like throw our stuff out there. Yeah. Look, any, any uh, chance we have to promote our podcast and radio show and our Twitter brand, and- our brand, our brand. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> and, and like we always say, we can be bought. Yeah. And we are complete sellouts. And we'll do whatever it takes to promote ourselves and whatever we can do to line our pockets. <laughs> you sound, um, it sounds like a vignette for, or like a, a promo for, for uh, Vince McMahon and the corporation. Well, there you <laughs> Just go. Just line our pockets. Um, I, I, I like the fact that you brought up the uh, that we can do a show. Um, you could tell me or I could tell you 10 minutes before it, hey, this is what I want to talk about and we can go on, do an hour, no problem. And and you talk about the chemistry. Uh, after the show we did uh, last week on WGBB, a lot of the feedback I got, and I don't know what your feedback was, but a lot of the feedback that I got was, wow, you guys sound like you've been doing this for a long time. And I had to laugh because, yeah, it's been about 15 years. Well, yeah, I mean, we've, that's the thing. I mean, like, we've done, like, hundreds of hours of shows, but it's also been a while since we've done them, but it also shows how much work we've put in just in the past because, uh, yeah, like, like I, I mean, I haven't told anybody, like, I'm more comfortable on with you on the air than virtually anybody and, you know, I've worked with a lot of different people over, you know, for different situations over the years, especially in, in news and stuff. So, you know, but yeah, like I could, we could literally not speak for a year <laughs> and I could jump on and be able to knock out a show, like no problem. Um, no problem. Yeah. No problem. But no, no, I'm, I'm glad that came through on the, the, the WGBB show. And yeah, that's a lot of the kind of the stuff I've heard as well. Um, but, you know, again, and, and I mean, it's one thing to know that, we have it, but it, you know, it's, I'm glad that like, like, you know, transmitted through like, and especially too, like that was, you know, we, uh, we were walking into a new environment. So, you, you know, while I'm comfortable doing a show with you, like on virtually a minute's notice, that was just a different animal because we, you know, we, we didn't know the lie of the land. Uh, and we just kind of had to just like go, um, you know, and timing it, with like being on live radio versus like recording a podcast where you can, you know, have some wiggle room and it's not going to be dead air. If you, you know what I mean? Like you can edit out stuff. Uh, it's just different, but I was, I was very happy with how it came out. I'm, I'm, I don't want to speak for you either. Cause I, I, you have not given me power of attorney, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm and sure. I never will. No, and I don't, I, I don't want it either. I don't, <laughs> it's not an enviable role. <laughs> um, no, but that's good. So all the feedback was positive on your end. Say that again? 
I said, so all the po- all the feedback on your end and, you know, people you know was positive? It, it was. Um, you know, a, a lot of people all said the same thing in that you guys very clearly know each other very well. Um, the chemistry comes through. You sound like you've been doing this for a long time, which is which is what we want. You know, yeah. I, I don't I don't care if someone agrees with me on my sports opinion. Yeah. Uh, I want you to feel comfortable listening to us. I want you to be entertained by us. And I want you to enjoy the show. And if you agree with what I have to say, or if you agree with what Maddie has to say, call, tell us about it and add to it. If, if you disagree what I, with what I have to say, if they disagree with what you have to say, call in and, and, and tell us why. And I'm yeah. good with all of that. Well, no, and I, and I totally get what you're saying. And I'm like that, yeah, with anything I've ever done with radio. Yeah, like that's what I'm doing. I don't need everybody to agree with everything I say. Same thing too, like, you know, the last few years with, with news stuff, you know, I've had to deal with, you know, people who, if people don't agree with how you're, the stories you're, you're presenting, they would just say you're fake news, which is kind of the highest insult in the world because it's like you could spend all night working on something and making sure you get the information right and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh, if somebody doesn't agree with you, you're all of a sudden it's fake. It's like, I, I don't care if people agree with me or even think, they can think I suck. But as long as it sounds good and it sounds like coherent and like, you know, I mean, like that it all flows well, that's really, you know, that's all that matters at the end of the day. My, my goal every time we do a podcast and my goal every time we go on the radio is one, to entertain people, two, to make people and if I sway your opinion, that's fine. It, it's not my goal to sway your opinion. Uh, just give you another way to think about something. Yeah. Uh, if, if I fire you up to the point that you, you disagree with me so harshly that you feel the need to call in or. or <laughs> yeah, like, like that guy, uh, David from, uh, what was it from what, what, uh, Franklin Square or something? Square, yeah. Well, you know what? Well, I got a story about him in a minute. What were you going to say? Uh, um, well, look, he uh, he definitely had some things that he wanted to say to us, um, and that's that's okay. Yeah. Uh, he was fired up. He was. He, I think he was hitting the Easter wine a little bit. Yeah, you know he uh, he heard some things that I think he didn't like that we said about the Yankees. Well. Uh, and he wanted to tell us uh, that yeah. as a fan, he's, he's gotten so much joy out of watching the Mets for all these years. Yeah. <laughs> Can't blame him for that. Well, um, yeah, he, uh, no, yeah, yeah. He was, I think, well, because the point we made kind of to, to say the show was that, look, the Yankees are have a very business-like team, kind of as usual, and you can pretty much write in what's going to happen and you know, like the the Yankees have struggled in the postseason, so it, it there's not it's not really that compelling until it gets the postseason for the Yankees, which was the point that you know you, they're probably going to make the playoffs, barring you know some injuries or a bunch of guys underperforming, and that's great. Something. You know, yeah, and that's that's fine. I'm not that that's great. That's a credit to them that they they're consistent enough. But you kind of know it's going to go that way. There's not a lot of juice. It's there's a you know it's a kind of a I, I don't know. I, I just don't find them like, like compelling and exciting. It's just very no, no businesslike. And that, you know, the Mets look, the Mets is a heart. It's a heart attack, which is great. Like that's, that to me is entertaining. We torture ourselves every night with just chaos and like drama. And that's fine. Like that's, it's a, it's an interesting watch. And that's not me saying the Mets are the better team or the more superior friend. I, I, I don't could care less about all that argument. We were saying that the Mets is it's a more exciting, compelling watch, which which it is, <laughs> right? I mean, the story is there for the Mets. Yeah, the story for the Yankees is the same, like you said, every single year. Ho hum for six months. We'll see in the playoffs. Yeah, and that, it's very businesslike. They're like Google, like you just they're 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 just big and out there and whatever. It just kind of keeps rolling along, and and that's a credit to them. They've built something consistent but also haven't gotten over the hump. So it, it doesn't become a story unless they're struggling to make a playoff spot or 
until they get the playoff spot and to see if they can get over the hump, right? I mean, that's how I view it. And that's not me criticizing the Yankees. That's just, that's where it's at. Like, I don't know. That's the same story it's been for them for 20 years. Yeah. Call me when we get to the playoffs. For the Mets, it is. It's a heart attack. Dave. Every pitch is a heart attack. <laughs> that, that was all I was saying. It was like, but this guy, yeah, so this guy, David, he got like, I think he was like acting like I was, we were saying that the, the, the Yankees were like the, the inferior team. That's not at all what we were saying. Yeah. Um, but no, look, it's always fun getting calls, especially on live radio. That, that was, it, I, I relish that. But so he tweeted at me. So this was three days ago. So that was Tuesday. Um, and that was, let's see. So what was Tuesday's Mickey? I'm like losing my mind here. Uh, uh, so, oh, okay. So the Mets, yeah, the Mets came back and won. Yeah, that was Tuesday night. The Mets came back and won. Or, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, they were winning the whole way. Um, yeah, that was the Stroman game. Sorry. Um, yeah, so he, <laughs> but, oh, I know, you know, I'm sorry. Matt. No, I guess it was after opening day. Yeah, because, I'm sorry. He, uh, after the, the bullpen blew the Groms game. I'm sorry. I was just trying to get the timeline right. Uh, he, uh, he tweeted at me and said, like I said, Last night, the Mutts, Mutts fun, I guess that was his funny joke for the Mets. The Mutts are fun to watch. This is all year long with no bullpen. So this is always my thing with all that. He's almost kind of did a self-own there because, you know, the Yankees, right? The, the Yankees won on, on Monday night, if I'm not mistaken. Let's just double check that. Uh, yeah, the Yankees won 7 nothing that night, blew out the, the Orioles, <laughs> Jordan Montgomery pitched a good game and here he yep. was concerned about the Mets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so he was basically, you know, like, let me put it this way. If the Mets won seven, nothing behind DeGrom and shut out the Phillies, I would care less if the Yankees bullpen blew a game and feel the need to like talk trash to a Yankee fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't care to, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't, that's like, especially if the Mets won, like I, I would Literally, not one fiber in my being would care enough to, like, oh yeah, the you know the the junkies suck. Like, you know, who cares? <laughs> like, your team won. Like, be happy. Like, I don't. I'm always very like confused. Like, the the Yankee fans need to have like are like like so paranoid with having this like a like you know thing over the Mets fans and like all oh, that the superiority. Like, it's it's bizarre. Like, they should just worry about winning the World Series when they make the playoffs. <laughs> like, they, they shouldn't be concerned about the Mets. The you you should as a fan you should always be yeah. looking up yeah. when it comes to your rival. And over the last twenty five years, the the Yankees have had so much success that when they look up, they're not looking up at anybody. They are at the top of this thing. So when when you win seven nothing, or even if they if they were to have lost seven nothing, it, it doesn't matter. You are the Yankees. You are the class of baseball. You are the class of New York. You are the class of sports. You're looking down at the Mets. You are lowering yourself. It's just small. Yeah, it's small. That, you know, over the last 25 years, the, the Yankees have probably won the World Series more times than the Mets have made the playoffs. And, it, it, you know, Worry about yourself. You are a team where if you don't win the World Series, it's considered a disappointment. Yeah. Two years ago, the Mets won 86 games and missed the playoffs, and every Mets fan in the world was excited about it. They are to two totally different mindsets. I, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you can't lower yourself. It's just, it's, it's, it's so petty. It's so petty and stupid. Like, and, and again, but it also though, it proved the point that like they were more, I would say that the Mets are a more compelling team. That's what, that was the point of, of the segment and not the better team, not the more superior franchise, just that they were trending in the right direction and their story between the new ownership. And the, just, again, it's like new, the certain personalities, the, the Lindor signing, like, they're the more compelling season story going into the season. Like, you know, like, okay, come playoff time. If the Mets don't make it and the Yankees do, then that flips. But like, it just, it just, it was interesting. The, the, the fragile, the fragility of, of the Yankee fan psyche there with this guy. Like I wasn't, you know, like we weren't 
saying that the Yankees are, are the, the you know inferior team at all. But but he proved yeah. our he proved our point though. He, here he was the Yankee, Yankees easily won. The Mets you know lost a tough game, and he's concerned about the Mets rather than like you know because like like I always view it like this like 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 when the Giants won a Super Bowl you know won their last Super Bowl like. I wasn't concerned about like kicking down at Eagles and Cowboys fans while celebrating the Giants winning a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. I just do, do not view like like fandom like that. Like, where I need like if your team's winning or or at the top of the mountain, like who cares? That's that's what you you know put all the time and energy in for. Not to kick. I, I don't know. I don't care about kicking down at other teams. Like, it's just it's lame. It's, it's very lame. It's sports rubbernecking at its finest. It's the so stupid. Driving along the highway, he's coasting. He may hit a little bit of traffic throughout the dog days of summer, and that's fine. On the Belt the, Parkway. Yeah. The Mets, are, the Mets are the car fire on the side of the road <laughs> and hoping that everybody gets out alive. Yeah. And that's really what this bullpen has been so far. Yeah, but you know what? I will say, like, and, and you know, we can go into a little bit here. Um because I mean that's a you know opening day again to lose another Degrom gem is just demoralizing and those are the types of losses where yeah you can knock off you know it could knock the wheels off a season. Um, I was glad with how they bounced back game two and then uh, you know this is another thing I was talking about on the on the Reckless Airwaves podcast was that was Luis Rojas and I, like you know the jury's still out you know on him for me and I think he's a little bit too much sometimes of a puppet of the front office and doesn't go with his gut and, you know, or, you know, doesn't have a great feel sometimes. Like, I feel like the, the moves are too robotic or like, you know, like he's like, like a computer almost sometimes. And like, just has to go like is managing so tight. So I'm, I'm glad though, that he's, they went back to some of the bullpen guys to build up their confidence again and, uh, you know, try to get them going. And, and, you know, well, I, I we'll see. I mean, it's, it's, it's it, look, it's going to be, Let's let's be honest. I mean, I mean, you could argue maybe hitting with runners in scoring position, the depth of starting pitching, defense are all you know important parts, especially for this team because they're going to hit for power and they'll score runs. Um, but they may have times again where they they don't hit with runners in scoring position. But I think overall the bullpen will make or break this team. That is you know, and then obviously how it's managed as well. That all goes hand in hand. So um, terrible lost in the DeGrom game, no doubt about that. You know, I don't know if we need to call them the mutts. <laughs> the Yankee fans are so bizarre. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's just, it'll, it, I'm curious to see how Rojas manages this bullpen, but I'm glad that he went, he had the confidence to go back to guys and, you know, and I don't know, it's, it's just, it's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster while, while it settles in. I mean, that's really where, 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 where we're at. Luis Rojas, it, it feels like his moves are predetermined before the game even starts. Yes. Uh, and like you said, I don't know how much of that is coming from him. I don't know how much of that is coming from the front office. Uh, everything I read is that players really like playing for him. He's very upfront with them. He's honest with them. Uh, stories don't come out in the media before uh, he shares them with the players, which, which, which is all good things uh as as far as this roster goes the the lineup is going to be there uh we know whatever uh, assume barring injuries this lineup is going to be there we know what these guys are capable of uh francisco lindor is a superstar shortstop um they're gonna hit for a ton of power um jeff mcneil um, with an epic bat flip yesterday, yeah, you were you were uh, you were pumped up tweeting about that. Yeah, you know, I was, no, that was yeah. that, he killed that ball. That was just crushed. He, uh, I, I have a feeling um, yeah. he's not going to be hitting under a hundred no. for the season. He hit the um, hell out of the ball all, every game so far. He's ru- like yeah. ripping the ball. He just you know he's hitting it at people, but you got to. I'm I'm not worried about him. No, the he's going to hit. He's probably going to end up end up this season hitting 300 mm-hmm. because that's the kind of player he is. Brandon Nimmo is also a hot start. Um, I don't again another guy. I don't I don't think he's going to be hitting 400 all year, 
but that on-base percentage is always going to be there for Brandon Nimmo at the top of the lineup. This lineup, this roster of hitters is going to be there. Uh, they have a very solid bench, so these guys are never going to be exhausted. Um, like you said, it's going to come down to the bullpen. They cannot get a healthy and effective Seth Lugo into that bullpen too soon. It needs to happen as soon as possible. Uh, the wheels can come off there very, very quickly. Yeah, uh, all fair points, definitely. Um, and, you know, we're just – because the, the other part of the equation is just that there's been a million guys who had good seasons who were brought in here for you know to New York for, for bullpen help. And it's, it's a high-stress, high-leverage spot, and not everybody's built for it mentally. So, you know what I mean? Like, you're – you could have guys who pitched, you know, like a like yeah. Trevor May pitched great in Minnesota, but he he's had a tough start so far. You know, he he has he at least said the right things. Seems to have some mental toughness about him, but you never know. Guys, uh, we've seen guys implode a gazillion times. But you know, so but I so while I am critical sometimes of Rojas is managing, and, and again, I think you made all fair points um, in terms of how he is. Yeah, he. Players love him, and uh, you know he he keeps the, the clubhouse good and and loose and and everybody kind of on the same page, which are all good things. But yeah, I don't know how you know how much weight his voice his, his, you know his voice carries versus the front office, and a lot of moves absolutely seem predetermined, which is not you know look I'm all for process and having a, a plan and trying to stick to it, but baseball you know a gazillion things happen in a game, so. You still need to go with your gut sometimes. You need to be able to combine all the analytical stuff and, you know, kind of the new way of doing things with, you know, some of the old school stuff. And then just sometimes, you know, like go with the hot hand. Use your gut on certain things. Not everything is in a binder. So, you know what I mean? So, but I was glad to see him go back to these guys and, and you know, try to build their confidence. So that was a good thing, I thought. You, you have to be able to adjust on the fly. Um, Miguel, uh, Miguel, uh, looking at Miguel Castro's numbers here. Uh, Luis Rojas has not shown the ability to be able to adjust on the fly yet. Uh, and again, like, like we are hammering this point home. I don't know how much of that is him versus how much of that is the front office. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it remains to be seen. Uh, but again, like you said, I'm glad uh, Trevor May got another crack at it. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad he keeps, you know, bringing Miguel Castro back. Castro looks good. He looks good. Yeah. Let's see if these guys can bounce back. Dellen Patances is already on the IL. I don't know that you'll ever see Dellen Yeah, Patances Yeah, I, I, I think he's yes. he's on the, the down. He's on the back nine for, for sure. He might have done uh, Jerry Familia. Again, he he's another one where you always feel like it, it the the car's on fire and and you hope that <laughs> yeah. it's out. Well, you know, but it's interesting. Familiar, like if you just look at it, like his stuff and the radar gun, he's throwing hard and his like you know he, he his pitches look good, but he's just no matter what, it's like he comes into but before you blink, there it's like second and third with nobody out, like every time. Right. Like I don't and, and like. It'll like he's just like a maddening guy to watch. Like I, there's be, there's like traffic on the base paths as soon as he like gets gets going. It's crazy. You, you can pencil him in before the season even starts for a whiff between two and a half and three. <laughs> it's, it's almost guaranteed with him. Yeah. And six years ago, when this team went to the World Series, yes, he did the same thing. Guys were constantly on base. But he was able to always fight out of it. Uh, he, he doesn't, he, he's not that guy anymore. Uh, Seth Lugo needs to get back, yeah. um, lock down two innings every other day. Um, Edwin Diaz, who pitched well uh, yesterday uh, in an inning and he picked up the win, uh, he needs to keep building off the yeah. success. 
had last year. He looks good so far. He looks. I think he's turned yeah. the corner. I don't want to jinx that, and that's a typical Met fan thing to say. <laughs> but uh, sure. as if you have control, as if I have control over jinxing him. But he looks like I, I feel like again he's another guy. I think he was on the ropes of what I was saying. Like another you know guy who pitched great in Seattle, got here in the high profile closer role, and I don't know if he was mentally built for it in year one. But uh, he seems to have bounced back and refound his confidence, and he looks good again. Like you know, so he in was his, he was on the ropes. He was on the ropes. In his defense, uh, his first year in New York. First, of all, it was his first year in New York, which is a totally different animal than pitching for Seattle. Mm-hmm. They also that was the year they changed the baseball, and this is a guy who's relying on his slider all the time, and cannot get a grip on the seams with the new ball. Mm. Uh, did that have anything to do with it? I have no idea. Nobody does. But I think it's something that needs to be talked about when you talk about a guy who the year before was maybe the most dominant reliever in baseball, suddenly can't get anybody out, and then the year after that is dominant once again. Um, is that the reason, again, don't know i think it needs to be discussed but you can discuss it with uh david from franklin square with the mutts meet the mutts if he he wants to talk about it we can talk about it. i feel like he's gonna be calling us anytime we do that show um well you know if if he makes a decent point i'm happy to talk to him yeah no no and and all kidding aside he if he in case he listens to this that was fine it's always cool getting a call because you know we we didn't know what to expect on that uh you know that that whole that whole gig, uh, so it was good. But he lost me when he started talking about what, what was it, the UBS Arena. I don't, I, I don't know where it was going. It was trailing off. You want to talk about propane? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, we got went from the mutts to propane. I, I, it was all over the map. Um, you know, maybe maybe <laughs> next, maybe the next time we're there, I'll uh, I'll bring a fire marshal into the studio with us and. He can answer everybody's propane questions. That makes <laughs> beyond me. Uh, I, I don't know what your experience is with propane, so yeah, I, maybe you're an expert in the field. I don't know. I have a uh, lot of I have knowledge of a lot of weird, random topics. Propane is definitely not one of them. No, um, <laughs> my my range is not that wide. Yeah, I'm not there. Uh, <laughs> finishing up on. <laughs> I don't, anymore finishing up on this Mets bullpen um everybody is going to need to fall in line behind Diaz and Lugo and if they can do it and they can be effective in those middle innings they'll be okay they mean they may need to add another arm I don't think you can count on Dallin Patances I don't think you can count on Jerry Familia uh but the Aaron Luke of of the world and the Joey Lucchese's and the Miguel Castro (laughs) Those are going to be the guys you have to rely on behind Diaz and Lugo. Yeah, and I and I do think that if, if they all stay healthy and and they they pitch in line with their capabilities, I I think that's a bullpen that can be reasonably successful. Yeah, I think again because I, I I do believe overall that the the success of the bullpen will be the X factor in you know in, in whether and tell the story of whether this is a playoff team or you know. Just a team that's another, you know, just short again. Uh, yeah, so I think, yeah, Lugo will definitely help stabilize things. And if I, you can see again, just when what a, kind of along the lines of what I'm saying is that you can tell he Rojas wants to go to Castro and May a lot to build them up. So you figure if those two guys are, are pitching well, you know, and, and not blowing up, you know, add in Lugo and and then of course Diaz. If those four guys are you know pitching reasonably well to exceptionally well, I think the bullpen will do what it needs to do to get the Mets over the hump in the playoffs into the playoffs. But if you know if they only have three of those guys or even two of those guys, it's going to be a dicey season. That's how I, I would view it. It it's going to come down to that. And it's going to come down to the starting pitching behind the Grom. Um, can Syndergaard give them anything this year? Can Carrasco give them anything this year? Uh, Iwan Walker uh, looked pretty good the he other day. He looked good. He looked good. Can he stay healthy? 
Uh, that's been an issue for him in the past. Um, I, I don't know. You know, David Peterson had a rough start, especially that first inning. Uh, I don't know if he's someone that can be counted on for a full year in the rotation yet. Um, I think he may get squeezed out. Uh, that's okay. What, do you think uh, Joey Lucchese is going to knock him off, rub him out? <laughs> I, I think the idea Joey Lucchese. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> can we just call him Lazy Mary? <laughs> Maybe that maybe that could also be music that we use. I know. I'm sorry. You got to keep reminding me about the music. I feel hard. I'm like, yeah, I, you know, my, uh, my, my guilt but, is. I'm, 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 I have a guilty conscience right now that I did not I don't have proper music. I, I think uh, Peterson may get squeezed out here because I, I, I think if you're going with five man rotation, your best five are going to be Degrom and Walker and Stroman and Carrasco. Yeah. And Cindergard, assuming Carrasco and Cindergard are healthy, mm-hmm. um, that's good. I, I think a year from now, I don't know that both Cindergard and uh, uh, Stroman are back, and maybe that's when David Peterson takes a uh, a role as a starting pitcher in this rotation for a full season. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's the plan here. Um, but again, you know, if, if those are your five starting pitchers. And they all pitch in line with their capabilities, and your bullpen pitches in line, especially those four that we talked about. They pitch in line with their capabilities. Uh, it, it, it's a competitive team, and I think they're right there with the Braves in this division. Yeah, well, and that's you know, that's another part of this too is that the NL East is going to be tough. So you know, there's going to be a lot of tight games, which is why you know, what I'm saying like, yeah, I think. On paper, the rotation and the the lineup will be there and be, you know, in the mix and competitive. There's going to be a lot of tight games. The NL East is is a pretty you know deep uh, deep division this year. It's it is. It's it's a tough division, and you know you got a lot of a lot of tough outs to, to go through and deep lineups. So there's going to be games where the bullpen is going to be imperative. So if the Mets you know, if it's a typical Mets bullpen that, that implodes, they're not going to be good. At, they're not going to be good enough to make the playoffs. But if the bullpen is is competitive and 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 you know even decent, they'll I think they'll be where they want to be. That's how I would look at it as a whole. But you know, just looking at the team in general after you know the first few games here, um, you know, again and obviously a few games short because of of the Nationals disaster uh, opening series, but. Uh, it, I I mean Degrom obviously there's not enough superlatives to to say about that guy he just keeps getting better and it's just really he's th- he's throwing a hundred and two <laughs> like how who start who, who honestly <laughs> like like outside of guys who like clearly took steroids which I, I'm saying I'm not saying he's doing that but like like keep getting better like it's just it's wild how he keeps improving like tangibly every single year the guy's throwing a hundred he was like averaging like a hundred miles an hour I mean you know. He threw hard always, but like this is getting like crazy now. Um, yeah, just ridiculous. He's on a run. It's crazy. He's on a run these last few years, that's only been matched by guys like Sandy Koufax. And yeah, it's it. uh, uh, you know, and obviously it's just frustrating. The Mets waste so many of these starts between not giving them run support and bullpens blowing it or both simultaneously. I mean, it's just it's the most typical Mets thing ever. Yeah, like this epic run that is like. You know, will you know very will will not be duplicated very often, uh, if ever. And you know, they're it's just being spoiled left and right. But but yeah, he's he's on another level. But I I gotta say I love what I saw from Strowman. I, I know sometimes some, you know, it's split with him because look, he he's a guy he's got opinions and he's got some swagger about him. But I like him. He's a very positive guy. You read his Twitter stuff. He's always like rooting guys on. He's like. You know, you see him in the dugout. He's always picking everybody up. And, like, I, as a Met fan who's used to, like, always having, like, angst and, like, nervous energy, I like having a guy like that on, 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 our, on our side. Like, he's, you know, he's he's got that swagger. And, you know, I'll use the word we, we've been using recently, the, the moxie. Like, I, I just, I like having him, especially when you have a guy like DeGrom who's kind of quiet about how he does things. It's good to have, a, a, a you know, loud, competitive guy like Stroman. He, look. The bottom line, and he looked good. Can, he looked good too. The pitching, <laughs> he looked good. 
uh, you know, that, that, that might be one of those uh, parting gifts from Brody Van Wagenen, uh, having Marcus Stroman in this rotation. Uh, the guy can pitch. Um, he's, a, he's another guy who, you know, at, at some point over the next couple months, you're going to start hearing um, extension talk. Uh, whether he wants to do that in the middle of the season or not, I, I don't know. But he, he's definitely somebody this team should be looking at to be in the rotation over the next three to five years. Yeah, uh, I, I like him, and I, I he's a and, and then I just like the energy because again, that is something that the Mets, you know, it, 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 I don't know, so you, they don't always have the best chemistry. Sometimes some the Mets teams the last few years have been all, like all kind of all over the map. You know, Lindor's another guy on the offensive side. You know, he's going to get his offensively and, and obviously just as an anchor in the middle of, of the field. But you just even see, like, little things. He's always picking guys up again. Like I'm saying with Stroman, he, Lindor does the same things. He's always, like, you know, he's a leader out there. Or he, you know, organizing the defense. He's talking, you know, talking to guys, like, trying to pick them up if they, if they you know, had a tough at-bat or, or made an error. Like, he's just... Dude is a natural born leader, and you see why everybody in the Mets, you know, on the Mets roster was rooting for him to get his big contract. You know what I mean? Like he's he his energy is kind of infectious, which I think is again is another good just guy to have on, on this team and like to carry to try to take it to the next level. I mean, I, I I love what I see from him so far. He's one of these guys who, after the third out, he is the last one coming off the field to get into the dugout. Because he's always talking to everybody. Um, sometimes it's picking players up. Sometimes it's congratulating them on a good play. But he, he's he's always he's always chirping to his teammates, and yeah. uh, a good way. Uh, Francisco Lindor is a leader, um, and he's a superstar. And the team's going to have him at shortstop for the next decade. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, you know, just overall, I'm I'm happy. Like I. I I, you know, again, it, it was a. This is not like escape, uh, uh, an excuse thing. It's just I, I didn't know what to expect after this debacle with Washington, and you know, like that. You know, you get yourself all pumped up, and then you get all the games washed out. I didn't know what to expect. You know, if the Mets were going to come out tight, or you know, trying to overdo it. Um, you know, and the Philly was on a roll, so it was it was a, it was tough to go in there. You know, cold. After Philly, you know, at, in Philly at, at home, they, they had their fans rocking a little bit at, at uh, Citizens Bank Park. So I, I was happy, though. I, I thought they were competitive. Again, the bullpen had some tough moments, but, um, you know, I, I, I liked how the Mets responded. And, you know, then you get the uh, uh, the comeback win yesterday. McNeil obviously killed that homer, just crushed that shot. Epic bat flip. And then the random Conforto hit by pitch to win the game. Uh, it was oh. it was a, a break finally going the Mets game. That's way, but you also got to see too though why Gary Keith and Ron are the best broadcasters in baseball because any Homer regional broadcast would have like just swept that under the rug as the Mets are celebrating the walk off win, which again was a weird scenario. They were saying that the ump messed up and that it should have been a strike three. So that was that's what I love about that broadcast, watching it, which is another reason why I think the Mets are more exciting to watch day to day than the Yankees, because the Yankees broadcast is just brutal to listen to. Like it's 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 really a tough watch and listen. Well, they they called that out from the very beginning. Uh, they, I mean, the the original call that that Gary Cohen made was that it was strike three. Yep. Uh, and and you heard. As soon as the umpire pointed towards first base, it the the reaction was not we won. The reaction was oh my god, and it came from Keith Hernandez immediately <laughs> that it was a terrible call that Conforto made no effort. Well, first of all, he made no effort to get out of the way. Second of all, he put his elbow out right over the plate. Um, that it was just it was a bad call and. You know, listen. I'm I'm not in the business of giving back victory. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Get them. And uh, yeah, it's a bad call, and they got lucky. Which is fine. We'll take it, especially after that demoralizing Degrom loss on opening day. Uh, yeah, no Matt fans giving that back. But it was just, it was a great example of like why it's such a great broadcast. Because yeah, you know, of course they're skewed towards the Mets and are you know 
pulling for the Mets, like all the regional broadcasts do. But they still call it straight up. You know, they'll still call things and, you know, call out Mets players. And that's that's what I love about it. There's still that honesty and, like, authenticity about how they go about it, which is, I think, the best watch in baseball, really. No, they are They are definitely very good at what they do. Uh, and, and part of that is, for the most part, being impartial broadcasters. And if there is a mistake on the field or a lack of hustle, a mental error, anything. Fundies. Yes, (laughs) fundies. Uh, Anything to call out a player, they have no problem calling out a player on on the Mets. It's fine. They do it, and it makes for a better broadcast. Absolutely. thousand percent. Um, You know, but so I'm – yeah, I'm I'm happy where things are at, and uh, also you know I will I will say too like yeah Marcus Stroman like I'm very I've been fascinated by him I've been reading more about him, um and I tried to reach out on Twitter did not hear back, uh but uh he's he's a guy I would love to have on our show especially you know he's from Long Island I think he'd be a perfect fit on the on the WGBB show. Um, look, no, you want to talk to us. We'll talk to anybody. Yeah. We, we can be bought. Talk. We can be bought. We can be bought. I, you know, I got to incorporate that into, uh, now that, you know, my, now my creative side's going a little bit with, uh, our entrance we music. Can, we can be sure. bought. I, I need that to be like the, the jumping off point for any entrance music, intro music. Whatever we, call. we should put it on a t-shirt. We can like, like do like a Ted DiBiase style. Uh, you know, money, 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 but like you just saying we can be bought. I, I got to figure out something. I, I, I have I'm, ideas are coming together. What, what do you want? Like uh, uh, on the front of a shirt, the two of our faces saying we can be bought. Yeah. And actually just a Ted DiBiase laugh. Or like you with a hundred dollar bill in your mouth. Like when he, after he would do the million dollar dream, like something like that. So I'm, I'm the jobber. All right, fine. I'll be the jobber. All right. You want me to be the jobber? All right. Be the jobber. You want to. You want to be the one putting the hundred dollar bill in my mouth. All right, I'll be the jobber. Listen, I, I want to take the money. To be honest with you. <laughs> you're you're just you're, you're you're you can be bought. You can be bought. Um. So here, so we we got we'll, we'll go a few more minutes here, but uh, I I wanted to uh, also say yeah because so so the reckless airwaves interview I did that's up. What is it? What is it? Recklessairwaves.com. I'm so bad. I've, I'm hard uh, reckless plug Okay. Reckless radio.com. Yeah. It was fun. We I did like an hour or so. And now, yeah, Pete, you're going to be jumping on. What'd you say on uh, Tuesday? Uh, I'll jump on with them on Tuesday. I'm, I'm yeah. not sure their uh, schedule is like as far as when they post that. Uh, there was, they were quick. They, they turned it right around. We did it. We, inter- I, I went on, what was it? Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday at two thirty, I think I did that interview, and it was posted by like nine p.m. Well, I'll tell you this: whenever they do post it, I'll tweet it. <laughs> That's right. We do have a Twitter account. Pete is on there twenty four hours Faz. a day at Pete and Faz. Pete and Faz. Yeah. So, wh- what are you going to talk about? What, what do you think? Are you you uh you, you getting ideas Honestly, prepped, or are you just going to let it rip? Honestly, I have no idea. Uh, we haven't discussed anything. Um, I'm, you know, me, I'm happy to talk about what anybody wants to talk about, uh, whether I I would assume there's going to be, uh, a lot of baseball on there and maybe some Mets, maybe some Yankees, uh, if they want to talk, uh, the history of the Pete and Faz show, like they did with you, I'm, I'm happy to talk to them about that and tell a totally different story. (laughs) Yeah. Just make it like, we're just completely lying about it all. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, just like no details match up to what I said. <laughs> oh, we've been doing it for about two weeks, and uh, we're really- <laughs> yeah, we just met each other. We just met online. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, honestly, I, I was playing around uh, on their on their website. I was looking at a lot of the different shows they have. I would love to go on their pro wrestling show. You should, I uh, think, yeah, you should, well, you could use this as the stepping stone to that. I might, I might leave you to start my own pro wrestling podcast. 
that'd be awesome if you would just end up cheating on me with Reckless Airwaves Radio and just and like you like all of a sudden I go to do the our next show and like you hit me with a chair and and leave. It'd be, it would be my heel turn. That would be an amazing heel. Yeah, you just you just you you power bomb me through a table and just that's it. That's the end of the Pete and Faz show. Yeah, and I did I did it all for theme music. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah, you got you got you got your own theme music and a wrestling podcast on Reckless Airwaves Radio and that was it. That's that would that's what like just broke the show. I, <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. I think during WrestleMania week, I think that's a hell of a storyline. Yeah, it fits perfect. Um No, but I, it's cool. I I'm, I'm glad uh I'm glad you're jumping on. That that'll be uh I'm I'm, I'm I, I was happy with, with you know with how they did it, and it was it was you know the interviewer did a good job. He uh, I, I think his name was Sam. That's they like literally in all the correspondences we didn't go back. He never said his name. I think he said Sam though uh, when when I when he called me because I I wasn't because they have a bunch of shows, so I wasn't even sure initially like what the deal was. Um, and they and I and when he called me like he had the board set up like you know like I do when when we, when we talk. And we just like jumped into it. So I, I think he said his name, his name was Sam though. But so anyways, Sam or whoever, uh, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to show any disrespect. I truly, we, it just never came up. He was just reached out and said, you know, he liked our, our show and wanted to, to have us on. But uh, yeah, yeah he, did well, good, either, he did a good job. Good he did a good job. He did a good job with the interview. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the start of my heel turn. Maybe he doesn't <laughs> give you a name. And I get all the information and then forced to wonder, well, why didn't Maddie get his name? Why did, why did Pete get everything? And then, the <laughs> yeah, you, 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 the riff starts. Yeah. I, I power bomb you through your own uh, soundboard. <laughs> That'd be good. I like that. Um, no, but it was, it was, it was just fun being like, I'm, you know, especially with like new stuff, I'm used to doing interviews or conducting interviews. So, it was uh, it was fun to be on the other side of things. So, and it was again a good way to promote our show. So, yeah, I mean, like you know, and not to toot our own horn here, but yeah, considering we like just kind of jump back into this after like literally a decade of not doing shows, I think we've made good progress in a short short amount of time. Well, I mean, it it it, it happened pretty quickly. Uh, we did we've done a few of these podcasts now, and we've had. Uh, uh, one show on WGBB. Uh, when are we scheduled for the next so, one? Is that the 25th? I think the 25th is uh, tentatively when we are scheduled for the next one. Okay, so that's coming up soon. Yeah, uh, like two, done, two, two, two uh, weeks, a little over two weeks. Okay, perfect. Uh, you've done a spot with Reckless Airwaves. I'll do one next week. Um, the, the, the brand is uh, growing. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think that again, because I like you know, recording these things are no problem. It's just a matter of like getting it out there and trying to stand out in like you know a sea of eight billion podcasts out there. So um, yeah, no, I'm happy with. I feel like we've you know yeah got it out there and you know started to like establish ourselves again, which is good. That was that you know that was the number one thing I was not concerned about, but you know what I'm saying like that. That's the thing I, you know, put the most thought into of like, okay, like I know we can do a show. Like that's not the issue. Um, I'm confident in, in being able to, you know, get, get shows out and, and do what we got to do. But, um, you know, it, it's just, it's a very saturated market out there with, with podcasts. So I'm, I'm happy that we, you know, we've gotten our, our name out there a little bit. So it, it's, uh, it's coming along. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Right, well, just, just because we can be bought doesn't mean we have been bought. And no, we have not waiting. been bought yet. We have not been bought. So anybody listening with a, a little spare change in their pocket, <laughs> reach out, tweet us, uh, and uh, we'll say anything you want us to say. <laughs> or at least I will. I can be. Yeah. know that. I'm no, I'm 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 I, I I'm very I'm, I'm really much very much looking forward uh, to, to to your uh, your your interview. The 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 Pete Feldman sessions will be uh, will be going down next week. I'm I'm very it's like uh, you're, you're, the title you're, is side chat with Pete Feldman. <laughs> you're, you've uh, you're you've arrived. You're 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 back in the game. Look at you. You're, 
jumping on uh, Reckless Airwaves Radio for the, the Pete Feldman biography. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of many things that does not need to be shared. <laughs> I know. If any if anybody ever wants to make the documentary, if you need if you need me to do an interview and fill in any blanks, you just let me know. I don't even need to, I don't even need to be bought for that one. There are skeletons in that closet. That- <laughs> would you would you be interviewed for that biography for that like you know A and E special, and they would they would give you that you know the shadow look and distort your voice so nobody knows who it is oh no i'd be right out there i'd be right <laughs> out there i would i would just let it rip oh no I would i'll do it live from tampa <laughs> this would not go well for me <laughs> oh man no but no all, all kidding aside all good stuff um yeah so we uh you know you could check out that show so let me let me, here, let me, let me do some proper plugs before we Closes out. So we got the WGB, WGBB show. So yeah, it's WGBBSportsTalk.com. Um, you can get uh, the the last the show we just did there, and they all right. They yeah, they have their own podcast channel. I'm gonna try to get the show we did there on our podcast channel. I gotta see if what the download. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I gotta see how that all works. But um, that's Sports Talk New York. So you can we're part of that series now, and we'll be doing that again April 25th. Uh, that was good, right? We had we had a great time doing that, and uh, the ride wasn't too bad out to Long Island, and uh, yeah. So and then we're our show channels up on all the different things too. Uh, Pete and Faz show, Spotify, down the line. So we're we're getting out there, Pete. And then yeah, and then Reckless Airwaves. Oh, it's just okay. It's, it's just RecklessAirwaves.com. Um, oh, Airwaves Radio. It says RecklessAirwaves.com. So that my interview with on there. Posted on there, and then uh, Pete will have his up on Tuesday. So things are moving along, bro. I am gonna, I am gonna say so many terrible things about <laughs> about me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. awesome. <clears throat> I, uh, I I can't wait. Um, yeah. So and then and of course you reach out to Pete anytime, twenty four hours a day. Make sure you hit him up numerous times at Pete and Faz. He'll respond to every text, every tweet. He's got you. I have <laughs> no matter to, what. He'll send you money, whatever you need him to do. Just at Pete and Faz, and he'll just take care of you. To this point, and this is this is the God's honest truth, uh, I have responded to 100% of the tweets that have been directed to directed at Pete and Faz. There you go. Every one of them has been responded to, so that's no joke. I will respond. All right. So we're, we're all good. Um, all right. So I think, I think that's a good place to, to, to close this chapter, Pete, right? We, I, and think, I, I think we, uh, and I, both of the people I responded to were very happy to hear from <laughs> maybe David, uh, will hit you off. So he can talk, you guys can talk about the mutts. <laughs> propane. Oh man. So no, but all good stuff. I, I, I'm really happy. You know, again, I think from when we first decided to, to start this little comeback here, to where we are now, right? I think I, I, I'm pretty thrilled with with where we're at. In what? A little over a month. Yeah. So we've made good progress. So that's all, okay. right? Right. It's all, all we no. can ask for. So we'll keep it going and uh, appreciate everybody who has tuned in and downloaded the show and you know share it around and spread the word and we'll uh, you know keep trying to build this thing. We can be bought. Can be bought. <laughs> all right. Well, Pete, awesome talking to you as always, brother. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely be on the lookout for your upcoming uh, spot. You know, hopefully they send a limo for you, recklessairwaves.com. You can uh, – the, the Pete Feldman sessions will be, will be underway, and uh, I'm, I'm very curious <laughs> where you're going to go with things, and hopefully, hopefully you say lots of terrible things about me. That's the point. I'm just – I'm going to say terrible things. Just let things it rip. Let it, 15 years of shit just go, just go off. I'm going to say the exact opposite of thing you told them about us. <laughs> it's going to make. I love it. <laughs> oh, again, awesome, Pete. Awesome talking to you, my man. Good luck. Uh, if we don't record one, you know, let's, let's figure, let, let's record after you do your thing. So then we can follow up on it. Sure. 
no problem. I think that right. I think that's the best plan. So you know, we're recording this on a Friday. I'll put this out tomorrow morning, and uh, yeah, let's 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 record again after you, either like Tuesday night or Wednesday after you do your thing, um, and, I'll, and I'll do be- it that way. No problem. Right? Does that work for you? That works just fine for me. All right. So yeah, I'm 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 uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> just. Just throw, just confuse them. Just, just change up everything I said. <laughs> well, that's what we've been talking about our fastball the entire time since we've been back. It, it's time to start mixing up our pitches a little bit. Yeah, it's the second time through the order. Let's just, let's switch it up. Good luck, everybody. We can be bought. <laughs> All right, check it out, Pete and Faz show. Anywhere you get podcasts, Sports Talk New York. Also, anywhere you get podcasts, WGBBSportsTalk.com recklessairwaves.com now and of course at pete and faz and you can if you, if you don't want to talk to pete anymore you can hit me up at maddie faz nj on twitter so i think right i think that has everything we just need intro music i know i know we're missing so we got everything covered the intro music is the next step so I, I, that's that's on me and i will take care of it perfect all right petey petey i forgot about that i, I meant to, to call you that the whole show tonight all right bro Good chatting as always, my man. All right. Take care.